Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Big Show. I'm Jeff Gamet. I'm your interim host, sitting in for Ewan Rankin. And, uh, uh, wow, I'm happy to be here because I get to hang out with so many cool people. I just love it. Um, so let's just figure out who all the cool people are. Uh, Tom, how are you? Uh, I'm, I'm feeling kind of cool today. As a matter of fact, it's a, it's a little bit cool here. Um, mm -hmm. I had my love hate relationship with Bluetooth reaffirmed this week. <laughs> I was walking through the house and I wanted to listen to a podcast from my phone. I popped in my AirPods, started the podcast and at like maximum volume the podcast started getting broadcast out of my internet radio from the bedroom <laughs> that <laughs> full volume have to cry otherwise <laughs> that full volume uh anyway i hate this week i hate bluetooth but mostly mostly i like it bluetooth is it, it's like a toddler it is but it's it's great, just like a toddler. It's great at times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Other times, not so great. <laughs> yes, it it can be fraught with chaotic frustration. That's it. That's it. They should. That's what they should name it. Chaotic it, it, frustration. Yeah. See what they they should just make the tagline Bluetooth. Like, like your friend's ex boyfriend, you will never grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sp speaking of, of being mature, probably the most mature of us here, which is not saying much. Patrice, how are you? Being mature? <laughs> not going to happen. No, I'm doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing well. It's uh, not going to lie. Uh, not been the best week coming home from, from Portugal because it was snowing. Like nothing bad happened, but it, well, actually it's pretty bad. I hate snow. So I came home like from like really nice sunny weather, like uh, whatever, 60, somewhere in the temperatures in the 60s or 18 degrees or something like that. Um, came home and it was like two degrees and snowing. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can I, can I leave again? Like, I want to uh, go back. Um, so well, yeah. what was the temperature <laughs> in Portugal? Like, as I said, like somewhere in the high 60s. Almost, it's like seventeen, eighteen. Really, really civilized, and just completely yes. civilized. Yes, yeah, exactly. really nice and good food yeah. and everything. And then I came uh, back and it's snowing, and I'm like, oh, it's dark, it's snowing. Like, no, I want. I just yeah, like, can I, can I go? Uh, it's like, let me transfer again. Yes, I mean, I'm going in in. It's about a week and a half again, so it's not not that long. But yeah, still, you, um, you, but, you, you'll yeah. just like board yourself up in your hotel room. I'm uh -huh. not going back. <laughs> exactly. yeah, don't go back. I just moved here. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I had literally like one of the one of the like team members there. They were like, "Oh, I like snow," and and like I would like like we never get it here. I would like to have it, and I'm like, "Do, uh, do, do I'm like, like I have an I I'm like I have an apartment here. You want to switch places <laughs> <laughs> right. for the winter time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like. You go back to Vienna where it's snowing and I'll stay here. Like, I don't, it's fine for me. You know, pe people that don't live in whatever the climate is all mm -hmm. the time, they don't appreciate what you have to go through 
but like yeah, for yes. us, we're thinking, wow, Portugal, wouldn't that be great to, to live year mm-hmm. round? But I'm assuming if we live there long enough, no, Maybe. no, I got nothing. Maybe. We'd no, still no, love no, 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 I, <laughs> I, I can think of no reason why no, I'd miss I, the climate I, I live in now. In, no, none no, at all. Nope. I mean, in my time in Arizona, didn't miss not didn't miss having seasons at all. Like it was like it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, the, never the having no to think about the weather difficult is for perfect. me to adjust to. Hmm. <laughs> no, it's like never having to think about the weather. That's that's perfection. Like you do not have like not even spend a single thought about the weather. That's perfect. Okay, I I think I'm getting it. Um, in contrast, living in Colorado, anytime mm-hmm. I I leave my place, I need to have a jacket, an umbrella, sunscreen, and gloves. <laughs> and sunglasses. And uh, sunglasses. Plus, an ice, <laughs> plus an ice scraper, uh, mm-hmm. a portable battery, extra clothes, <laughs> uh, it, uh, an extra warm co- coat. Yeah, bathing suit. Canes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny Survival because equipment. I do leave my ice scraper in my car year-round, and I have a spare in the car in case the one I'm using breaks. <laughs> and uh, Which happens if they're plastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I have uh, um, blankets that stay in the car all the time. The, uh, the portable battery... Uh, you joke, but I do have that. It's actually, it's sitting over here right now because uh, you need to plug it in and and mm-hmm. uh, make sure it has a charge periodically. Yeah, yeah. Be, because if it gets below zero degrees Fahrenheit, uh, there's a chance your car's not going to start. Mm-hmm. Well, unless it's electric. Yeah, and th- th- then there's a still a chance it won't start. Yeah, but it's a small chance. So, so far... My Prius has started in uh, in all kinds of weather, including uh, um, in U.S. temperatures, uh, 10, 15 below, wow. zero. Yeah. Back in 2019, I had to deal with what is called the polar vortex. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. I, yep. Yes, it was negative 40, which mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know... <laughs> Um, that's the one temperature where, uh, it both, it's both the same in Fahrenheit and Celsius. It also means that, that no living creature should be outside. Yeah. No, no, Like you can, you can like (laughs) dump like a, like a, uh, like a thing of water outside and it's going to freeze freeze. (laughs) immediately and stuff like that. Oh, oh, at that that temperature, it could be boiling water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember watching videos that year of people throwing buckets of water into the air and the water would think, go out and then it yeah. would fall as snow. Was it you, Ben, or was it Brent Herbstra? One of you two did that. No, I it, with with me, it was uh, hey guys, we uh, we understand that you might die if you try to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't hold it against you if you're late. If you're late, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, that can be like kind of a double <laughs> meaning on that day. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, no then, way then in it, the world. I'm then going it was Brent Terpster who did that. I, I think so. Well, where he lives um, is really cold. That's the ultimate in cold. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he mm. lives in the freezer. Yeah. So all of the, Jeff, everything you just said sounds awful. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of like, does. Yeah. Nope. So where I, I would pack my bags and leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess that says a lot about me because uh, because I'm aware of what uh, my environment environment is. I'm aware of the hardships that I endure because of it. I am aware that there are places with a, with much more temperate climates, and yet I still live here. So what you're saying is you're a masochist. Yes. I guess right. so. <laughs> I, I am a masochist. Yep. 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 Okay. Got it. All right. I, you know, <laughs> on that was, happy note. <laughs> uh, on that happy note, Ben, how are you? Uh, I I am on cloud nine today. Which wow. is awesome. Yep. Which is because something we discussed in the pre-show that shall not be talked about on the regular show. <laughs> and, you know, we, we could elaborate and drop hints, but let's not. And the reason I say that is because now people can make up their headcanon for what it is that makes you so so happy right now. Yeah, I the mean, speculation be... is a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, maybe you met a really cute puppy, or maybe um, you had an amazing slice of cake, or maybe you met or, yeah, the or, most amazing person in the world, or what? Yeah. Or, or maybe I found out that uh, Aldi sells chocolate whipped cream. Now that, oh, that's chocolate. a party in a can, right there. <laughs> oh yes, that is a party in a can, right there. Yeah. Uh, we don't have Aldi here. I've never, I've never heard of it. <laughs> your your place is German. sounding worse and worse, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cream. Well, we do have an IKEA. It's like an hour drive. Yeah, because um, it's on the south end of the Denver metro area. Um, but still, we have an IKEA, so it's not like the old days when a bunch of us would uh would chip in and uh buy a plane ticket for one person fly them to salt lake city where they would rent a u-haul go to an ikea with our shopping list buy everything that everyone wants and then drive the u-haul back and of course we we all pitch in for for all of the the transport stuff and we're paying for for what we want but yeah, that was the thing. We would actually, and you know, getting it. getting a team of horses and a wagon is really expensive in Colorado, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus, you have to deal with the cougars just attacking you on the streets. Ben, that's just you. They're they're lining up, <laughs> just waiting for their turn. Yep, yep. Particularly uh, that so. Ian, how are you? Me, I'm great. Good week this week. Been teaching this week. So I've had a couple of classes. Doing some prep now for some other stuff. Getting ready to build new labs ahead of the new year with new product release. So all good fun. And of course, we've got our product launch in January. So yeah, yeah, just getting on with loads of loads of those kind of things. At home, the world is the world is damp and wet, and I'm glad to be inside a warm room. I, I can appreciate that. Um, and and uh, that is our new that is our new show model. 
Damp and wet. Damp and wet. <laughs> Damp and wet. Okay. Or worse, moist. Uh, uh. I'm going to exactly. move, I think. Exactly. It's uh, one of those words that always achieves that reaction. Yeah, mildly moist. Mildly moist. Like when you say moist. Mildly moist, even. Yeah. Well, okay, on, on that fun or uncomfortable note, depending on your perspective, who has the first story today? If I win. And that would be Ian. Ah, I win. Cool. <laughs> and if I've nicked anyone else's? Well, nope. if, you, uh, if you nicked anyone else's, then they should have been faster with uh, with uh, yeah. their paste command. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, you know, Tom's going to have chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all right. Well, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to circle to Tom, actually, with this uh, this particular one, which is <clears throat> Google this week have released their latest AI engine model, the Gemini. Which looks fantastic. Some demos I've seen a really, really powerful tool. This is running on those tensor chips we were talking about only a few weeks ago. Right. On the background, it's they're using uh, it's trained on Google's own tensor processing units, which is both faster and cheaper to run than Groover's previous models. And so that there's like three or four different levels of availability. Where you go for the basic edition. I mean, this one, this engine's going to be powering Bard. And it's intended to replace GPT-4, the current learning mm. language model that's used by a lot of the other ones. So this is all interesting and cool. And although I worry about Google trying to take over the world, it sounds like it might be quite a, an interesting AI tool. On the same note, I mean, this week I'm kind of interestedly watching the news where I see two different... One's an old story that a friend was telling me about that I thought was fantastically interesting, the usage of AI was they're using AI to start predicting dementia younger and younger, which is hugely important because if you live in a civilized country where you can get healthcare, you can get met, you can get diagnosed early and you can get meds earlier. And so therefore you, your, your brain degeneration could be slowing down. So that's fantastic. And then on the thick side of things, as if no one's ever thought of it before, the BBC News have got an article about how you can use chat, chat GPT to generate hacker emails. I mean, did they not watch the documentary called Terminator before? You know, it's, yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, and you think, oh my God. So I just wait to throw that as kind of like a whole bundle of interest about AI is interesting, exciting, new. There's brilliant stuff we can do with it. Brilliant stuff we can make it learn and help us with. But we need to be able to kind of measure one against the other and Mm. Uh, I don't know quite. I mean, because I, I feel the I feel the BBC News article that I'm referring to. I'll chuck it in the chat. Is lazy journalism? <laughs> in all honesty, lazy journalism, rather than really trying to find a way of. Because I mean, it's not like hackers haven't thought of this already and have been doing it for some time. Mm. So it's not like this is news. You know. So. I, um, I mean. <laughs> like generative AIs are like have some new things to them right for hackers because mm. I mean back in the day I, I mean even today <laughs> hackers had to break into systems to get to sensitive iteration yeah today they just go to a generative AI and ask it 
Yes. They're like, hey, can you give me the phone numbers for? And then AI is like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Can you tell me how to break into an Apache server version 6.3.2 running? Oh, you whatever. don't even need that. It's like, can yeah. you give me the data that is behind the Apache <laughs> server? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go. Yeah, you see, that's efficiency yep. right there. Exactly. You know, you know, guys, maybe we should ask the chatbot representative. Is he there? Yeah. Oh, he's there. Superb. There, 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 there is my, there is the man from my documentary. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm, it's just. But, I'm, but Chuck I'm, is not here. No, no. <laughs> oh, that's right. We don't have a Chuck bot here today. So I mean, one, yeah. one, one of the things that I, that I don't understand, I've never really uh, looked into, is when they say. You know, Gemini is better than Chat GPT four, and they run some benchmarks. What are the metrics of of benchmarking or measuring a large language model? I guess it's giving it a question to see how long you take to get your response back out, isn't it? It's going to be something as simple as that, but it's going to be complex enough that it needs n number of reference points for it to a clo- uh, to it to re- reference to, and then come back with a result. And that Maybe we should ask moment. Chat GPT what the benchmarks are. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they, they could happen. also be looking for accuracy. Right. Those benchmarks. Uh, Gemini's clearly something can be understand and interact with the video and the audio. Yeah. So but, it's doing a whole world of stuff. Yeah. But but Ben, accuracy—that's a question. Like, what does that mean? Like, if yeah. you ask it to write a poem, what is accurate? What is an accurate poem? Right. I know. I know, I, I know how to interpret benchmarks for a GPU or a CPU mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. my display or my phone. I'm just, yeah. you know, I mean, when people say this is better, I, I'm I'm assuming they have some benchmarks that are evolving, mm-hmm. and over time yeah. there'll be a better measure. Yeah. I mean, you can you can have like a like a subjective measure where you say like as a as a whatever a group of humans this was the average that we scored the answer mm. like in say from one to ten like how good did we think the answer was and you right. can do some objective measures like how fast did it generate it how many words did it use to to provide an answer stuff like that mm. so you can do that but i think it's a pretty hard thing to do for a generative ai like if, if it's a like a knowledge like any kind of knowledge system that's easier because you can say, okay, is the answer correct or not? Right. But generative mm-hmm. AI doesn't have any kind of correctness. Like it's, I mean, I said, there's a subjective part. Like, is it, how closely related is it to what you asked for? Right. Well, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's just when, when each of these things is released and they say it's better. I mean, it's always like, we know the old days, right? The new Intel yeah. CPU is 50% better, but they mm-hmm. always cherry pick the benchmarks. Yeah, you know, it's still happening yeah, better at two percent <laughs> tasks. Yeah. I've just chucked in the, a link in the chat from the MilPerf, MLPerf benchmarks. Mm-hmm. The the common st- apparently the creativity standards. So I mean, it's looking at things like large language models, recognize, summarize, translate, and predict content. Mm. Generates images from text prompts. Recommend generates recommendations, detects objects of interest appearing in an image and identifies them, be able to detect objects, 
be able to classify the object that it picks out. So it looks at his picture and sees it just as a dog. And then natural and understanding natural language. So these are all the mm. things they're testing for. And mm. I'm presuming our uh, our new one, our new Google one is far and ahead. And, and the, the process, those tensor processes are made by NVIDIA by the looks of things. Uh, I think they... H100 tensor CGPUs. I mean, it's on, that, that's just in this article that I'm reading. I, I think the tensor is a Google design. Mm. And I, I think they're getting fabbed at TSMC. I think they uh, did a little dance with Samsung, but I think they're they're back at TSMC. Oh. They have a they have a big chip design team at Google. They have partners too, which they may not yeah. talk about. But oh, yeah, they do sense. have a big they do have a big chip design team there. Hmm. All right. Well. Then um, let's move on. Ben, tell us about your story. Okay. Um, for those who do who uh, don't know, Stellantis is the successor company to Fiat, uh, Peugeot, and Chrysler. Well, they are coming out with a new EV based on uh, the Fiat 500, called the Fiat 500E for obviously electric. Uh, this, well, I mean, this car is going to be just a little bit more important in the in the UK and Europe than it is in the US. Yeah, I mean, but... it's... this already exists. My, uh, yeah, it my, does. My, uh, my daughter-in-law's got one. Yeah, yeah. My, daughter-in-law, my, yeah. my daughter-in-law's got one. Yeah, but a uh, new version is coming out. Uh, they are working with a company called Ample to essentially be able to easily swap out the battery pack. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. So yeah. far in most uh, battery electric, electric vehicles, uh, this is a problem that has not been adequately solved. Yeah. And especially for mm -hmm. what they're doing here, because um, the article says this is a car, like they're, they're, they're doing it for car sharing. And that makes total sense because like, for, for us, if you own a, an EV, usually you can charge at home, whatever, mm -hmm. like it's fine. Um, or when you're traveling. But for car sharing apps, like they usually sit in a parking spot somewhere and then someone drives around and it could be that multiple people drive back to back to back. Um, and then it becomes a problem. Like, is there enough time to charge them? And I mean, for car sharing, especially the more mm -hmm. they're used, the better it is financially for the company. Like yeah. the time they're sitting somewhere is wasted revenue basically right. lost revenue so if they can just go in and say okay if the battery is low and and, and they I, here we have that problem even that some people return them with like basically zero charge and then there's right. like maybe there's no charger at that at that uh, parking spot mm -hmm. and then the company oh, has the problem how do they how do what do they do to get them back charged so in this case it's easy they swap out the battery and it's good to go again so yeah. they can literally have like an electric truck driving around and just swapping out batteries and taking them back to to get recharged. I mean that's quite neat. It, so that potentially you can have a thing that I am going for a longer journey. I'm just I'll have a bigger battery whacked in. Mm -hmm. Have it put in and off you go on your yeah, journey. Or, uh, go on your journey, charge your back, do whatever you need to do, and come back and swap back yeah, to see yeah. battery. Or or somewhere along the way. I mean that, that has or, existed. Or swap it on on the way. You know? if, if yeah, that has existed. That, I've got a long journey. That yeah, sounds I think, interesting. That yeah, you can... I think. Um, 
was either MKBHD or it was uh, Top Gear. Someone tried, like in, I think somewhere in Scandinavia, one of those battery swapping stations, like for some car. I think it might have even been Polestar or like BYD or something. Um, But they had battery swapping station. You would basically drive the car in, kind of like a, like a, whatever, like a car, like cleaning place or whatever. Like you just drive it in. Car wash, whatever you drive it in, like get out. The battery gets swapped and you drive it out again. Yeah, it says they say it only takes five minutes to replace. Yeah, it. that's nothing. So that's, that's a lot better than so sit, sitting at a charging station for mm-hmm. thirty or forty minutes. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, like and- the electric scooters, right? They do the same thing. They, they, there's a there's yeah. a like a little van driving around, and all they do is either like pick up broken scooters and re- replace batteries. That's all they do. Right. Yep. And why this could be important, um, long-haul trucking. If -hmm. they could make a standardized size battery pack that could be used among uh, truck manufacturers within a specific area, Mm -hmm. uh, that instead of refueling, you could just go in, swap your battery pack like as a propane tank Mm -hmm. and be back Mm -hmm. on on the road. Uh, that would help the the adoption of electric vehicles far uh, far quicker, and than it would, uh, you know, just having pump or essentially electric charging stations for large vehicles. Because it would probably take about two hours to recharge a semi. Mm-hmm. So yeah. isn't the the challenge with the car swapping is it's just like the uh, the plugs you'd have to standardize, mm-hmm. you know the battery um, replacement mechanism, otherwise you'd have to have a million different kinds of swapping stations. Yeah, uh, if the, it the, was the, general the... availability, yes. Like for yeah. if it was for everybody, yes. But right. like for car sharing like this, they usually have either a single brand car or like one or two. They they usually yeah, like, that's it true. might be either Tesla or VW or whatever. Like it's usually one manufacturer or or two right. at most. Um, but so e- for them, each it doesn't car, matter. Each each car model would potentially need a different type of yeah. But I mean, they would have whatever 10, station. 20, 30, 40, however many cars of the same brand. So for them, it wouldn't matter. Like it's just okay. It's the same for for forty cars. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm I just think thinking about. But the economics, if you're the company building the swap mm-hmm. stations, gets a little bit difficult if you have to build. 50 different yep. types of swap stations. If you build one type, it's a lot more economical. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, that that anyway, a lot of times happens. I mean, with some exceptions, like Tesla, for example, a lot of manufacturers rely on suppliers. Right, and they're the same. I mean, that's right. A lot of honestly, if you look at it, like a lot of cars are very these days, especially very, very, very similar. Right. Because That's it's the, like the same company providing all the parts, and like yeah, there's some detailed differences in like the the whatever the panels and the chassis and whatever, but like the, all the electronics are the same, and even like whatever the, the windshield wipers look the same, and and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all standard. It's cheaper, isn't it? It's cheaper to manufacture. Yeah, I mean, particularly exactly. in, oh, yeah. like yeah. Stellantis Group. I mean, you'll find that there'll be part sharing across mm-hmm. the entire range from Peugeot to. To, yeah. to fear to all the others, but and they'll just keep watching different bits on. It's a dot, yeah, to yeah. Dodge in the but states. It goes beyond, like I mean, with within one, 
that group anyway yes i mean the vw is very well known for that that they basically mm. have whatever i think four different car models and then like they just do slight changes for different brands so that's why Absolutely. like uh, whatever an audi a3 and uh, and a vw golf is kind of the same car mm-hmm. yeah it is pretty much the same car. So, but so the battery, pa- the battery pack itself might be the same, but how you get mm. at it might be a lot different. No, probably not, because I think that even that might well, be the same. But it like do the, you think the, with the, all the different body types and chassis that battery? Because they usually get to them from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes it more or less the same. So it's even they, today if already you're designing the same. fleet vehicles for battery swap. Mm -hmm. Um, as a company, you're probably going to design the swap element to work the same across as many cars as you can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it for for BMW, for example. I know that I think all their, from what I've I've heard and seen, all their cars kind of have the same way of mm -hmm. getting to the battery. It's basically just put in from the bottom and you can just unscrew it and take it out. So, yeah. I mean, the, the the other benefit here, um, you know, once you get that standardized battery pack and cars use like one, two, three, four, exact, et cetera, those battery packs, mm-hmm. uh, it, essentially you would able, be able to build cars with a shorter range and a lighter battery pack. Right. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Because yeah, rather yeah. Th- that rather than refueling, you'll just be swapping. Yeah, yeah that's man. not going to happen. I mean, that, to, to honestly... Even today, we should not buy the cars we're buying. Even 30 years ago, we should not buy the cars we're buying. Because we're buying for the maximum eventual usage and not for the real usage. So people will just still keep buying the long range, whatever, whether they need it or not. Mm, Yeah. Yep. Oh, So I I thought this story was familiar, and I just looked up that Tesla demonstrated battery swapping in 2015. They had one station and mm. it closed in 2016. Yeah. This is one <laughs> so of that, the marketing so things that, that well. never, yeah. Right. And I think why, that- Why does that not surprise me? And, and I think that's getting to the to the core of the issue. I personally, I do not believe this is going to happen. It For for fleets, it might, like this, it might make trucks, sense. Yeah. Because it's fleets, truck, like some, some special- yeah yeah but for most people it's not worth the overhead i mean i remember i think in the 90s uh mercedes tried that with the was it the smart even or the late maybe early 2000s with the smart mm. um, they wanted to do an electric car you know one of those experiments that a lot of manufacturers in the time did that never went anywhere and they said, oh, yeah, but ba- because the batteries were really bad back then, oh, yeah, battery swapping is the solution. And they tried it and built it, and it just was way too complicated. It's just too much effort to swap out the battery for for normal day-to-day usage. It's just not economical. Just too com- It's a too complex system because you need to build the car for swapping, and you need to right. build the stations for swapping things out, and, and it's just too much... Too much effort. Yeah, no stations. Not a lot of Those stations are probably expensive, but like you said, Mm -hmm. for a a fleet of trucks or a a car sharing where you can make it economical, it might work. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, I never thought of it for those uh, use cases. That's a good idea. All right. 
Well, another cool story. <laughs> Patrice, tell us about your story. <laughs> so I, I'm playing. I'm bringing a, a kind of a fluffy story. So um, you remember, was that last year Squid Game or was that two years ago? I, it feels like forever. It's pandemic time. So who knows? Um, you know, there was this um, Korean, I think. Yeah, Korean TV show. Uh, it was on Netflix called Squid Game. It was a Korean. It was kind of the idea, like a Korean authors and, and so on. It was the idea of, oh, what if like the world is so bad that some like rich people paid money to basically and, and people would be so desperate they would like play the game and get killed and one person one month and, <laughs> and it was for the spectacle so a kind of a wacky idea mm-hmm. and everybody thought yeah that's not super realistic and like what did what did americans do they said well we know we can't kill people but hold my beer <laughs> so <laughs> we, made, we made a game show out of that a reality tv show of course they did. Oh wait, so, okay. I haven't watched Squid Games at all. Okay. So what you're telling me is that my assumption that it was a, a completely uh, fictionalized, scripted series mm-hmm. is yeah, not accurate. Com- it it was completely fictionalized, scripted, and it was really good, and it was really interesting, and it was kind of sad, and and all of it, and there was more to that. It wasn't just about that. The show wasn't just about the game. It was also a lot of things happening around it and the, the, mm-hmm. like the fates of the people and so on. Um, it was so, basically the running man for the current generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running man, battle royale, that kind of thing. Yeah. But now there's a reality TV version or a game show, whatever you want to call it, uh, call it on Netflix, Squid Game, The Challenge, where real people, and, and uh, oh. I should mention... Netflix is not the first to do that. Mr. Beast did that, I think, like six months after the after Squid Game. He was basically, <laughs> oh, this is a good idea. We should do that in real life. Of course, he didn't kill people and so on like this was. But it's kind of the same. It's almost the same. So this time it is real people. Uh, and and I mean, there are some there are some changes and for sure people don't get killed. And, and there's voting that happens. Sometimes people get voted out. Like if you don't. Like if someone doesn't like you, you might get voted out and all that. So it's, it, it is, there's some differences, but overall it is literally the same. So um, the interesting thing is it already got a season two. Like there's some controversy about it. Like pe- some, apparently some of the contestants were like, oh, like we had to, like we didn't get a lot of food and we had to sit like in the cold and blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, what did you expect? Yeah, at least That's they just signed up for <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's I mean... currently it's currently number one watch thing in the UK. When I look at mm-hmm. uh, Netflix trending it, now, Squid yeah. Game the challenge. I'm watching it right now, and it, it is really interesting. If you like, if you like this kind of reality stuff, if you like things like Survivor or uh, Amazing Race or whatever, which I do, I think you might find this inter- somewhat interesting. At least. Um, if this is not yours, then you probably. But it's it's that it it is actually an it is actually an interesting show. Um, it the, the the story I posted they already got the season two, which not a surprise. I mean, one Netflix does always does two seasons and then cancels it. So, mm-hmm. but I think we will also get a season two of Squid Game itself, from what I what I've heard. So the original Korean um show will get I think a second season. But um, yeah. <laughs> 
an interesting way. Like it's, I said, it, it, for me, I looked at it and I'm like, wow, this is so American. <laughs> taking an, taking something that is horrible and like should make you think about the world and like how like rich people also treat people that are less fortunate and whatever and says, okay, how can we commercialize this? How can we make Let, money out? Let's make it a game. Yeah, let's make it a game. Um, the, the people there, they're going to win uh, $4.56 million. Wow. Mm-hmm. One person will win it, to be fair, to be precise. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So 456 candidates or contestants, and one person will win $4.56 million. So not a bad prize, but um, it's so American. <laughs> It yeah, um, I'd, r- I'd rather <laughs> just do a lotto ticket. <laughs> lotto um, tickets might be better. easier. <laughs> your, yeah, I mean, your your odds are so much worse. But <laughs> it, I said, it, it, is, it is in theory, I mean, give, I said, like there is plenty of other shows that they do think, what was it? Um, what's that, that uh, American something, something where you like this, this uh, game show where you like, basically athletes and they have to do crazy stuff like oh ninja warrior yeah ninja warrior exactly Mm, ninja warrior Um, that sort of thing yeah yeah, i mean stuff like that like it's there's some aspect of luck there's some aspect of skill there's some social aspect like i said it's it is it is an interesting concept it's just so american to 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 do it that way yeah personally i'm waiting for uh squid games versus american gladiators Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Mm -hmm. So, Squid Games, the uh, the series, Mm -hmm. is a cautionary tale. Oh, very much so. Yes, and and probably I I was thinking about it. I mean, I'm not so sure. I think it might be a little bit too realistic. I'm not. I I couldn't say whether something like this doesn't exist or hasn't existed. I mean, the, the like the Roman Empire gladiator games were kind of like that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that yes, that's, it is. <laughs> that is very American. Here's a cautionary yeah. tale. Okay, let's just do it anyhow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said Mr. Beast did it first. So, <laughs> wow, he did it All first. Right. He did it well. So, it it is a I mean, even visually, that the original show is a really, really well done, compelling show. And I think that makes it interesting. Okay. Well, I'll go watch the original. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'll watch the challenge. Because it will probably just make <laughs> me lose all hope for humanity. Yes. I mean, well, I, I already mean, gave uh, that up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the, at least with the Mr. Beast version, you can get uh, yes. a, 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 a crappy hamburger and a candy bar with your despair. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and the well, Mr. Beast version was very, I mean, it's Mr. Beast. Like he's he's being, I mean, he, he did the game show that he's being very, very nice about. It. And like, it's, it's not the dystopian thing that the original was. It's not the dystopian thing that that squid game challenge <laughs> yeah kind of and and what's i mean i don't know how much of that is casting or people being coached to say certain things but what's really interesting is that it seems to me at least that uh the, the contestants are very very motivated by the money like they're doing this 
for the money. Like that's all they, they're not doing it because it's a challenge or it's interesting. They want to be on TV, whatever. They're like, no, like I'm whatever I'm, I want to pay off my, like very American things. Like I want to pay off my student loan or like <laughs> stuff like that. I, I want to have healthcare. So this is so dystopian. Yeah, so American as well. It is. Yeah, or Hunger right. Games even. Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, I mean, Hunger Games. It. You're right. Yeah. I just watched the it's, Hunger Games movie, like the new one, and yeah, it's, it's kind of it's like that. that. Thing. It's that's a... Yeah, I said wow. this concept, right, this idea, has existed forever, and and Squid Game, like the 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 show, the original show, was. I mean, despite that, as I said, this stuff like this has existed for probably as long as we've had some kind of society. Yeah, um, for is it, it goes back to the Romans and bread and circuses. Oh, probably before that, even. I would yeah, expect yeah. that someone else did that. And yeah, you're um, right about the gladiators. Yeah, but it's, it's still, the same idea. Yeah, but it's still an inter it was a really interesting show. Like hmm. conceptually. Said, and there's stuff happening outside. Like this is not just about the, the game itself. Mm -hmm. So that also I think plays a role. So yeah. It's very interesting. All right. Tom, tell us about your story. I haven't actually looked at your story yet. I'm hoping it's less dystopian. <laughs> My story is about... Uh... No, I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> My story is, is not dystopian, but it's a little bit concerning. Uh, so some researchers at Hugging Face, the people that do LLMs, uh, which I now know what Hugging Face is, thanks to Jeff's pick last week of LM Studio, mm. uh, and Carnegie Mellon, which is a, a pretty famous technical university in Pennsylvania, here in the U.S. They did some analysis on how much power is consumed by AI software. And um, it's just a little blurb in the register, the link that I put in there. But basically, the bottom line is they found that text generation from AI consumed 0.042 kilowatt hours, while image generation required 1.35 kilowatt hours. So a single uh, AI-generated image. image. Yes. Wow. Okay. Right. That's what I said. So... <clears throat> I'm I'm always very interested in how much power we're all consuming with all these electronic devices. And people talk about how much power AI is consuming. You know, forget about Bitcoin mining. AI is gonna cause the planet to burn up. And I, I didn't realize how much power an image takes to generate. So the it just blew my mind. The headline equates it to how much it takes takes to charge your smartphone i saw an right. article the other week i saw the an article that i nearly ran with last week that was talking about similar things and they were talking about i'm, I'm just trying to find the article now it mm. was um to do with warming to heating kettles or cook or cooking or just lighting a house you know it was real sort of simple analogies but equally you know Comparisons like that always make me a lot, like a little queasy or a little like a question. I question like the 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 thought behind it, because you have. I mean, does it use power? Yes, 
Does it maybe use more power than something else? Also, yes. But everything we do on the internet is, I mean, like if you're watching an hour's worth of like Squid Game challenge, <laughs> yeah, how yeah. much power hmm. on a streaming service on Netflix, how much power hmm. went into that? Producing it, promoting hmm. it, streaming it, UTV, like everything. Everything we do consumes power, consumes resources. And yes, we should learn sure. look at that. For sure. Um, and and you can, I mean, you can question whether that that those resources are well invested in generative AI and and all of that, or in blockchain, cryptocurrency, whatever, like NFTs. That is a legitimate question to say: Is that worth what we're investing in? Totally. But just to say, well, it is using this much water and this much energy, and because of that, it's bad. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, to totally. And and I need to correct Jeff. It's for a thousand, so you have to divide by a thousand for a single image. Okay. Um, yeah, th th that but, makes more sense. But, I was about to think but, uh, that Grogu needed its own nuclear reactor. Right. But <laughs> my point is, my point is more about the ROI that Patrice got to, which is. I, at least for me, Bitcoin mining and NFT generation is a complete waste of energy. Because the output is useless in my mind. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. People, people yeah, may have different at this opinions. Point. Yeah, especially at this point, if you're consuming power to create an NFT, you're really wasting power. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, everything we do on the internet uh, consumes power. Um, and I wish they would compare it just, just to give people some idea compare an image generation to a text search. And, you know, it's it's also um, gets to the point of when you hear these people talking about improving power usage in their data centers, you know, we just talked about the Tensor processor. This is why those guys are so concerned about power consumption for those devices and why, you know, OpenAI needed to get $10 billion from Microsoft because they couldn't afford to pay for all the image generation or text generation that they were doing. It's not trivial. It's a lot of power. But the scale just blew me away. Even oh, you know, scale, uh, There's a, a scale article sort of here. Google estimates that if they switch the whole business to use AI, it would use 29 terawatts of power per year, which is the equivalent to electricity consumption for the entirety of Ireland. To pull that yeah. into a kind of a in kind of a scale that can, you can kind of see and look and go, you what? Right. I mean, how much does the how much I mean how much does the face how much power does Facebook need? And what's, lot, the value really silly, and what's the what's the value of that? Right, zero. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, as I said, everything we do has some cost. I mean, living has some cost. Yeah, I guess my point, Patrice, is that AI is still kind of new and it's probably mm -hmm. as inefficient as it's ever going to oh, be. Yes, mm -hmm. 100%. Things like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other things <laughs> that we've matured over time are probably approaching their yeah. optimal, but AI has got a lot of room for improvement. Um, That and I mean, there's this, this, this secondary part of that. Um, As technology matures, certain things become possible even i mean mm -hmm. 20 years ago the thing like generative ai probably wasn't 
at all feasible from a technology standpoint because yeah. the the amount of power of computing power you would have needed to do that was just so astronomical that like nobody could pay for it let alone build it mm-hmm. nowadays we can do that and as technology progresses like even if the efficiency of the ai stuff we're doing would be exactly the same it would get better as the the technologies that we have as the cpus that we have mature because they get more efficient in itself certainly you know when when something is new it when it becomes feasible it tends to be expensive mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. When personal computers first were feasible, they were kind of expensive. Yeah. You know, relative mm-hmm. right. to you know, other things. Now, now, relatively speaking, they're not that expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we carry supercomputers in our pockets. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this Apple Watch is a supercomputer <laughs> by you could, like 40, 50 years ago standards. You probably. could you could land on the moon, you know, mm-hmm. Apollo eleven could have used that. With your calculator. Yeah. Yeah, what they could have done yeah. with an Apple from the watch. dollar store. <laughs> yeah, it probably yeah. wouldn't have lasted very long in space, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have any uh, charging docks on the lunar lander. Yeah. With, also, the, radia- the radiation is a bit of a problem. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, radiation <laughs> might have melted a, a blow. Yeah. Yeah. Radiation, no USB ports. Mm-hmm. And they really, really failed with the design of the <laughs> spacecraft. That's yeah, true. they had. They had no internet connection, so you couldn't update your OS either. Mm. Man. Well, <laughs> but the Voyager probes have internet connection in a way. Very slow. Very, very slow. Very slow. Yeah, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of stuff that works and works well, how about that TSO, TSO host? host. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's the thing. TSO Host is is a, a web hosting company. They help you buy domain names. They they do the online storage thing. And what they're doing is taking all of that and helping us be here the, mm-hmm. because the resources to do all of what we're doing here. I mean, it's kind of crazy, and it's more than we would be able to bring together and make happen on our own. So TSO Host, they they were like, hey, you're part of the community. We want to be part of the community. How about if we do this and and help you make shows happen? And so, of course, we said, that sounds great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And so what they're doing is giving us hosting space. So we have a place for the website to live. They are giving us the server space. So there's a place for all the show recordings. So you can watch or listen whenever you want. But for those of you that, that are like, oh, 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 I'm not waiting. I need to see stuff as it happens. They give us that bandwidth so we can do live streams for shows every single week which is just incredibly generous. And we really, really appreciate what TSO Host is doing for us. Uh, So what would be really great is if you, all of you, the BTN family, let TSO Host know that you appreciate what they're doing as well. So go out on social media, thank TSO Host for being here and and supporting the British Tech Network so uh, so that, we get to spread that love and, and they know that we do appreciate what they're doing, which would be a, yes. a, a great thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially when we screw up and take down the site for a couple of days. 
eh, you know, the, the great thing is when something like that happens, um, they're very responsive. Yeah, they're responsive, but you know, it turns out that uh, that when we have problems with the site, it's not it's not their servers going down, nope. anything <laughs> like that. It's it's mm-hmm. always something like, oh well, we uh, we broke the site, or mm-hmm. yeah, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, if if you if you noticed uh, a few days ago that that the BTN site was down. <laughs> hey, it uh, wasn't the servers. Uh, no, nope. yes, <laughs> you'd be laughing your ass off if you knew the why it happened. Well, we did. We didn't pay our zero pound invoice that we should have paid. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they charge you know. us. No, they charge us nothing. But yes. uh-huh. we, we can't even pay on time with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> so yes. So the point is that uh, that even when something does go a little bit wonky or as uh, as all of my friends on that side of the atlantic say when it goes pear-shaped um i'm done it's it, it wasn't a a server failure anything like that it was uh just a weird little glitch with uh with a miscommunication with uh with with zero dollars and yeah, there you go. Admin, admin. Yeah, purely so, administrative issue. Nothing, nothing technical. Right. So TSO hosts, they, they're awesome, and we really appreciate that they're here for us. Um, since they're so good at what they what they do, if by chance you do need to buy domain names at some point, you need web hosting, you might as well use them because they are really good at what they do. Um, Throw your domains in your cart. If you're doing hosting, throw that in your cart. Then throw in the discount code BTN20 so that you get 20% off your order. So they're being super generous and helping us to be able to bring content to you every week. And they're being super generous on top of that by offering the BTN family a 20% discount. So take advantage of that. And thank you, TSA Host, for being here and supporting us. And Patrice, I every time you're out, I my appreciation for your ability to do <laughs> such an amazing job telling people about uh, about the chat, it that just increases every single time. So I'm happy you're back. And would you mind telling people about the chat? Yeah, we have a really cool, awesome live chat that you can join, and then you can see like all the links to the stories we're posting you can talk to us you can have fun with us you can see the cool things that are coming up all of that and all you have to do when we are recording which is usually 7 p.m uk time on a thursday for the big show and mac show if you're into the apple side of things 4 p.m uk time and then you just head over to live uh, to sorry to chat.britishtechnetwork.com. The other one, live.britishtechnetwork.com, is actually for the live stream. Um, no, it's chat.britishtechnetwork.com, and you're in. That's how easy it is. Nothing to download, nothing to install. Just take your browser to that website, and you can talk to us. That is how easy it is. But let's say you are like. Um, listening to this in the recorded form like in the in your favorite podcast player or on our awesome website and you're like thank you to you host that you are allowing us to 
listen to this amazing content. Yes, I'm lying totally, but it's fine. <laughs> to the to this content, let's put it this way. Um, and you're like, ah, but I really want to see that awesome link that Ian uh, earlier posted about AI benchmarks, um, or the the Squid Game casting link that that he posted. Thank you. Um, you can still get to that. It's very easy. All you have to do is you take your browser and point it to BritishTechNetwork.com forward slash chat. And then there's a calendar that asks you very nicely which date you want to see. And you put in today's date as we are recording this or any other date you want to see. Totally fine. But today's date, which would be the 7th of December, 2023. December 7th, 2023. And if you put that in, you will see everything that was talked about. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. It just... It's just so great, so professional when you do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, Patrice, th this is an unprofessional show. Knock that off. <laughs> okay. Next time I'll, I'll do it. Next time stuff. do it like, like me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. All we right. have a chat somewhere and you can post something and it does something else. And I don't know. And, and if you can find it, well, good for you. And if you can't, well, then you didn't deserve to find it anyhow. Yeah. All right, let's do some cool things. And uh, Tom, uh, you got the first cool thing in. I'm first on the cool things. My cool thing wow. is, a, is a podcast, a YouTube channel called Asianometry. So Asianometry, all one word. And uh, this is a guy named John. Uh, I can't find his last name. He's a little bit secretive. He's uh, yeah, he's just John from Taiwan. Yep. John uh, That's John. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe he's in the, the, the witness protection program. Uh, <laughs> he does um, short, uh, like 15-minute um, YouTube, and, and he does uh, audio versions of those YouTubes on technical topics. Some on brand new things where he explains technical, really crazy technical things in sort of plain English, but with a lot of technical depth. You know, he, he kind of gives you the, the basics and sometimes gets really deep into physics, chemistry. Uh, and he also does historical things, which are kind of fun, like the history of the VCR and, you know, what happened with Ampex and Sony and Matt Schusta and, and, you know, that whole thing, which is really interesting or the history of the Soviet computer, a lot of stuff you, you may have already heard, but he's really good. He, he, he does really thorough research. And the reason I found him was uh, somehow I came up. One of his videos was about EUV lithography. I'm like, well, that'd be cool mm. to go see what this guy thinks. And he nailed it. And I don't, I don't know what his background is, but he explained it extremely well. Um, so there's, I, th I think he's got a couple hundred, hundred or so, a couple hundred episodes. So if you want a, a geeky podcast slash YouTube channel and get some 15 minute hits, uh, I recommend Asianometry. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. Th this, this is the cool kind of discovery that we need for for podcasts 
So awesome. I'm going to check it out. Um, okay, so it looks like next up, uh, Ian. Yes, uh, I was going to post something else. And then I, this popped up in my email and I thought, oh, I'll have to share that. Cool thing available from Playmobil. Playmobil make lots of lovely toys. They make a Magnum PI Ferrari. Cool. Oh my! It even has it even has and Thomas Magnum. It comes with it comes with Tom Selleck in a Dodgers hat. You've got yes, Higgins it, TC and everybody with it. It's fantastic, and the model looks yeah. really nice of the three hundred eight GTS. Yeah, and we're talking about the real Magnum PI here, not that abomination that's currently on the airwaves. Didn't know there was one. Wait, there's a. They did a reboot of Magnum yeah. PI. It can't be good. But this, yeah. yeah, yeah, proper Magnum is in his car. Fantastic. If you scroll down, I'm not responsible for spending $300 on the um, Star Trek thing. Scroll down, it should be there. It's also, that's the other thing they make, is they make a wonderful USS Enterprise model. Also I have watched bill. some people do uh, the Enterprise build um, on social media. And... yes. Uh, Holy crap. I mean, it's a lot of stickers, but looks like it would be. The, yeah, these these Playmobil kits, um, I mean, they're designed so you can play with them. Absolutely. But at the same time, they're designed so that uh, grownups that want to have a fun, cool toy model thing, it, it's yeah. great for them too. Yeah, it's exactly that. I like it. I like how they have all the characters from Magnum PI and that it doesn't look like <clears throat> the baseball cap that he's wearing is sort of alluding to the Detroit Tigers, but just different enough probably to get around trademark. Is that what they <laughs> Yeah, it will be. Probably. They didn't want to pay the Major League Baseball to get the Detroit Tigers logo. That's funny. That is. Oh. Ian, you're so expensive. Yeah. No, I know. It's not. I, I, I was quite impressed with the, um, that's 70, that's $70, that's uh, 70 pounds. I'm not sure. Probably, probably directly the same in dollars, but really nice. They make, and there's a mystery machine as well. If I, if I haven't cost you enough money already on the same site, if you're, if you need Scooby-Doo in your life, there's a mystery machine. Everybody needs Scooby-Doo in their life. Yeah, if you go on, right. if you go on Famous Car, there's 18 Van Back to the Future, Knight Rider. They've really got into the realizing that adults now would like interesting and fun stuff, as well as the kids' things, and they're really lovely. That's awesome. There we go. There's the. I've also checked in the Scooby Doo stuff. As I say, I am not responsible if anyone decides to go out and buy themselves a mystery mansion, a mansion, or a mystery machine. All right. Although I'm, I may get someone to get me a Scooby Doo for Christmas. <laughs> ben, Ben, tell us about your cool thing before Ian costs me more money. Okay. You know what I'm going to do, Jeff? You're going to cost me money. <laughs> exactly. Money. Uh. <laughs> okay. Uh, my uh, OWC, which. Uh, for us in the Mac community, but this is definitely not just for Mac, uh, has released a new 
uh, USB for NVMe enclosure. Uh, you can get it all the way configured up to eight gigabytes with an with a OWC SSC or SSD. Excuse me, my brain is not. How working. about eight terabytes? Yeah, eight terabytes. Uh, <laughs> or you can get you can get just enclosure through for a hundred and twelve bucks. Uh, this is basically from looking at it built like a freaking tank. Uh, it it's designed to cool the SSD, and I mean, USB four you're getting near Thunderbolt three speeds. This is basically a heat sink with an SSD inside. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. but you get you get three gigabits gigabit gigabytes per second. Yeah. In the real world. Yeah. So in other words, your files come up faster than you think about them. Right. <laughs> so if you really want, you can move your operating system onto that on a Mac and then boot it off mm -hmm. that. And you it's got and yeah, would great for beta. your slow old drive. It's like yeah. your slow old yeah. drive or whatever. Great for the beta season. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I was just thinking. Yeah, mm -hmm. or production. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize beta was a season. Winter, spring, <laughs> summer, fall, beta. Yep, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yep. Beta. Now beta. You know. beta. It's not beta. 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 Oh, Ian, you're so cute. <laughs> I'm just so English. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I mean, they also have a uh, a chart of what kind of speeds you'll be getting. Um, if you're a USB 4 or uh, Thunderbolt 4, you're going to be getting 40 gigabits per second. If you have a Thunderbolt 3, you're going to, or a USB C 10 gigabit per second port, you're going to get 10 gigabits per second. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, this is going on on my Christmas list, uh, especially if I can get a cheap but ultra fast uh, Sabrent uh, SSD to go in here. <laughs> Well, tis the season for uh, deals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, yes. All right, Patrice, tell us about your yes, cool thing. My, my cool thing, and I'm surprised I didn't pick that already. Um, so there's a really cool series of books. I do not remember who told me about it. Might have been Chuck or might have been you, Jeff. I don't remember. It was probably um, Chuck because... It was probably Chuck, okay. Yeah. So... Um, there's a really cool season, uh, series, book series by uh, Craig Ellenson called Expeditionary Force. And um, what I'm picking today is the very first book. It's called Columbus Day. Um, and it's it's science, it's sci-fi. So like it's it's a really cool, like a, it's a really great uh, series. I'm like, I think I'm book eight right now. There's 16 books or even I think one or two more. Oh, wow. There's some extra books somewhere in between. And there's, I mean... He's been busy. It's like the first book was published in 2016 and he's already at 16 or 18 or something books. He's busy, but they're really good. Um, so it's basically uh, the, a group of, well, what is flippantly referred to as hamsters, uh, an alien race looking like hamsters kind of, but really, really advanced hamsters 
hits uh, Earth on Columbus Day. It mostly destroys like um like factories and stuff like that. Nothing, nothing major. Um, and they just disappear. And um, so there is another uh like another alien race that Earth makes contact with uh, called the Krustang. They're lizards, what they're referred to. Um, so, and so we got at, so we got hamsters versus sleeve stack. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> and, and they're kind of at, at war. There's like a lot of other civilizations. There's like levels of civilizations, and they're like they have their what they call client species or lower, like technology, is it, technological. Is it, hamsters? is it hamsters from V getting their own back from the whole? <laughs> no, oh my god, no. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, um, the like Earth has basically nothing to offer, but still somehow they like the the United Nations get together and they send an expeditionary force to uh yeah help help in that war somehow, and uh, kind of end up on a on a on a hamster planet, and on that planet there is the the main character um I'm blanking Joe oh Joe Bishop yeah, uh he's like a U.S. Army sergeant i think and has been in nigeria and war and whatever um he's now on that planet and he like he uh like he's supposed to kill like some innocent civilians and he like, refuses like flat out refuses to because there's no reason for it like it's just they're, they're just being mm-hmm. mean like the, mm-hmm. the 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 lizards are just being mean so um mm-hmm. he get like he gets thrown into jail and while he's there he discovers a what he refers to as a beer can which is a really, really advanced and really like an asshole AI. Like he's true asshole. <laughs> like really, he's the most advanced thing in the universe, probably, or we don't know. But there's there's some mysteries happening. Like he doesn't like the AI has some really weird gaps in in memory. Cannot remember what happened. There's an advanced like civilization that supposedly at least. Um, kind of left their physical existence behind, but left behind a lot of technology that the others are fighting over. And like, he has some strange gaps in in his memory that he cannot remember how he even ended up on that planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but he kind of bonds with Joe Bishop, helps him escape from prison before he gets executed, basically because the the lizard were just like, we're just gonna kill everybody because we can. Um, and he kind of steals the spaceship, and from there, chaos ensues. And that's the, the entire series kind of is like that. Uh, they're just, just running from, they have no, I mean, the, the beer can, like it's called Skippy, like always, like has, like he always like mocks the, what he calls the monkeys, the, the, <laughs> the filthy monkeys for like how little understanding we have, which is quite realistic. Like we, we don't even have. We don't even have the basic understanding to understand like how a advanced doorknob works, basically. So like let alone anything else, like any like power generation or weapon or whatever, like how how a jump drive works, none of that. Like we do not have the most base, like our most advanced people ha- don't have the most basic understanding required. So yeah, we're basically useless. Um, but the the Skippy the Magnificent is not. So and together yeah, they come up with some crazy yeah this, somehow they come up with some crazy stuff together because the humans are not as useless as as skippy thought so that's the book it's really good I've added, that yes. to, I've added that to my kindle unlimited yes yeah, Highly yeah personally i'm wait uh, personally i'm waiting for the rap battle between skippy and durandal 
<laughs> yeah, it's like how it's how it's written is really cool. Like the, it's like it's it it has some humor. Like you say, like Skippy's an asshole, and like there's a, like one of the like the the a civil leader of one of the later of the later books is uh, Count Chocular, how he's referred to, <laughs> and and so on. Like it's it's it, there's there's a lot of fun, but there's also some I think some serious points and some action and so on. So. That they're just kind of politics, like everything you would expect. Wars, politics, like technology, some mysteries, like there's planets that are like where there's like a chunk of the planet scooped out. Nobody mm -hmm. knows why. There's entire mm -hmm. planets missing, like where, where Skippy determines, well, this this uh so this solar system that we're in right now had more, uh, not the one like Earth, another one, like had more planets. What happened to them? Nobody knows. We just gone like 100 million years ago just some planets disappeared that's weird so there's stuff there's mm -hmm. stuff going on that even an advanced ai with almost unlimited power does not know why something bad happened and over the books i think we're gonna figure out that's it i'm at book eight so i've done half basically mm -hmm. um, and i can say there's a there's i think two or three point five books so like add-ons they're mm -hmm. they're worth it they're not the oh, okay like if you have nothing else to read then maybe read that no they're really worth it yeah. oh, that's I, I can't wait to see this adapted oh yes me too me too i mean this this is like five tv shows like the, this whole universe is five tv shows it might be a little bit hard maybe an, maybe animated would be better because like the the different races are quite different i think that might be hard to do I mean, there's there's a, there's a squid race, for example. So, okay. well, I I'm very interested now. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I'm, I'm, I'm literally I cannot stop listening to this. There was there was a Kindle, uh, uh, sorry, an, an Audible sale like uh, like Friday, and I think mm -hmm. I bought fourteen or thirteen out of sixteen books. One, one I already had, and one uh, was for some reason not discounted. But I bought them for like five, six bucks each. So nice. Got all of them. All right. Okay. All awesome picks so far. Um, I guess I'll wrap it up with mm -hmm. um, with Legos. Lego. No, saving that. <laughs> um. Although I have to say, the uh, Orient Express uh, kit, oh, that looks really nice. But that's not my pick. Um, Do it. So here's the deal. We go to different holiday parties this time of year. And it would be great to have a music playlist to go along with these parties. So mm -hmm. the guy at Effenbirds has put together your holiday playlist and and uh, it's on spotify and apple music and what he does is he, he collects songs the holiday songs some of them are just atrocious songs anyhow but others they're they're like perfectly fine but the thing is when you put all of these together the totality of this playlist is gruesome and wonderful yeah. And, and that, that atrocious and yet. glorious all mm -hmm. at the same time. For and, me, that uh, link doesn't work. 
I don't know what you posted. Yeah, it doesn't work, Jeff. Huh. All right. Why <laughs> is it not working? Well, yep. it's supposed to redirect. And it redirects to interesting this yes yeah what what why, why he's getting that up i will show you the only uh, uh the only christmas playlist you ever need hopefully no he doesn't want no. to tell us <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no well okay now, now you have the direct link oh my god marks <laughs> <laughs> F on the day here. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's oh, there's yeah. other F and um, birds uh, Christmas. Yay, yeah, that's there, awesome. <laughs> there's plenty of other F and birds holiday uh merchandise there, but the Spotify and Apple Music playlists are uh, are are there. It's it's the same. He, he just set them up on each service, and uh, and each, each year for the past few years. He's done this where he makes a new holiday playlist. Hmm. And um, um, this year, the playlist starts with bagpipes. <laughs> From Highland Bagpipes. Yeah. On bagpipes. Well, and the second one is the singing dog. So that's a winner. <laughs> yeah. So uh, roof, imagine. Roof, roof, roof. Yeah, imagine showing uh, I, up at a I, holiday party and saying, I've got the playlist and put it on. Well, bag, yeah. bag Wait a second, we have a holiday party next yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom, I've actually seen that work out because someone did what was called Master of Puppies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got oh, accordion. Just... It's got an accordion orchestra version <laughs> of Feliz Navidad. Yeah, Jingle Bells, the reggaeton Navidad. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's. I, um, I've actually uh, listened to a little bit of it, and it's just. I don't. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe listening to the entire playlist would be on Squid Games. It's kind of sad. The Weezer version of "We Wish You a Merry Christmas." Yeah, that's. I I have to listen to that. Oh, there's a Oh Canada instrumental. At the end. Yeah, with the, I was looking at that <laughs> one with the Royal Canadian Mounted oh, wow. Police doing "Oh Canada." Oh, well, it's a Canada. fitting end. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's an instrumental version, so yeah, you true. have to sing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's just. It's really good. <laughs> It's surprising how many times Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass show right. on that list yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. Actually, Christmas. the Highland Bagpipes have a a second second list uh, song too. <laughs> oh. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Silent Night from Jingle Cats. <laughs> the album is Meowy Christmas. <laughs> oh, this is funny. <laughs> uh, some of right, stuff Patrice, looks you excellent. have the playlist for your uh, your holiday party that's coming. Yeah, up. I think so. I think so. I'll, I'll recommend it, or for the bus ride there, since I'm I'm in charge of the bus. So. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the bus ride. Yes, because they no can't one can leave. Escape. Yeah, exactly. We leave. got we got. Like an hour and a half or something, two hours. Oh, it's, it's about a two-hour playlist, I think. Yeah, perfect. Oh my god! 
Oh, this is epic. This might be the last time I get invited to the Christmas party. Yeah, <laughs> <or> any party. <laughs> so either I, I'm sorry or you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next time they're not going to ask me to take care of the bus again. <laughs> no. They... Yeah. All right. Oh, so, so good. With that, um, wow, this has been loads of fun. And I'm so glad we, we all got to spend part of today together. You are all fantastic. Um, so we need to figure out where to find everyone. Tom, where can people find you? People can find me on Mastodon. I am Tom F at SFBA.social. Thanks, Jeff. Awesome. And Patrice, when uh, you're not torturing people on the <laughs> bus to the holiday party, where can we find you? Well, um, usually every week here on the big show on Thursdays and also on the Mac show on Fridays. Um, we have an announcement at the end of the show regarding that. So there will be something special coming up. Um, you can find out everything I'm doing on my website, thepatrice.com, like all the the social media links, the podcast, the projects, literally just everything I am doing, you can find there. And if you want to listen to really cool people talk about food, food-related stories and memories and just everything that goes with that, I have a podcast called Foodie Flashback at foodieflashback.com. Awesome. And uh, Ben, looking sharp, where can people find you? Hey. Well, well, Jeff, uh, you can find me at Ben Rathig on your social media of choice. Uh, Raythig.tech for my writings. Uh, and remember, I do have that newer article out. Right. On nice. put put yep. a link into the show notes again today since you brought it up. And Ben is also every week on as a as a technology expert on TV on Bloomberg, right? Yes, as soon as they start paying me. <laughs> okay. Yes, uh, you can find me as a technology expert every Tuesday on Mac Voices with Chuck Joyner. Every Thursday night on In Touch with iOS with Mr. Dave Ginsburg. And uh, every Thursday and Friday here on the BTN, on BTN for the Big and Mac shows after we pay our $0 invoices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we just did. So good for you. We're good for a year. So about this time <laughs> next year, we'll have mm -hmm. to uh, pay our our zero. Yeah, remember to again. pay. Yeah, remember to pay another zero dollar invoice. Yep, yep. All right, and uh, Ian, where can people find you? People can find me on LinkedIn. Usually, the easiest place to find me is on LinkedIn. Ian Grant, trainer for Veeam. Otherwise, find me in our chat, the uh, the Slack room. I'm usually be found there. Hit me up, send me a message if you want to talk to me. I'll find me around there. Awesome. And uh, then for me, uh, social media, Jay Gamut, uh, everywhere. I am uh, most active on Mastodon, Instagram, and, uh, and I'm getting more active on threads. Then for shows... Uh, Tuesdays on Chuck Joyner's Mac Voices Live, Thursdays on Dave Ginsburg's In Touch with iOS, then here on the British Tech Network, Thursdays for the Big Show, Fridays for the Mac Show, and then Brand Chaffin and I do the Context Machine. 
And um, um, with that, we're about ready to do the part where I genuinely thank everyone for everything. Patrice, do we have any announcements first? Yes, we do. So, as you know, traditionally, every year we do a Christmas quiz. And that's also traditionally the last show of the year. So that is going to happen next week. Have a look at our social media link. We're still sorting out the times because there's some scheduling conflicts that are happening. Unfortunately, you know, time before Christmas is also busy with my Christmas party next week. Um, but it will most likely be on both both quizzes on Thursday. So you can expect a lot of shenanigans, a lot of weird questions about what happened and, and like us not remembering any of that. And... <laughs> Just having a lot of fun. There will be, um, at least on my side, there will be some mulled wine and maybe some other other people will bring drinks and we'll just have some fun and end the year that way. And also kind of look back a little bit like what crazy things happened this year and interesting things happened this year. And then we'll go on like on our holiday break and we'll, back, we'll be back in January. So you can look forward to that. Hope you join us. Join us live in the chat. As I said, have a look at our social media on our website um, or the Slack room. Uh, if you're looking for social media, British Tech Network at techhangout.social is our Mastodon link. So follow that, and then we will let you know in the next couple of days when this will happen. Probably tomorrow in the Mac show as well. Awesome. I am definitely looking forward to uh, to those shows. And... Uh... And being exposed to someone who who feigns to be listening intently <laughs> to every <laughs> story, every episode. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> right? None of us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So with that, seriously, thank you to all of you for uh, for putting a smile on my face today. This world needs more smiles. So uh, um, I genuinely appreciate all of you. And everyone that watches, listens live, participates in the chat, thank you for being here and being part of, of the show. Everyone that watches or listens to the shows later, thank you for being part of the BTN family as well. All of you, you're absolutely awesome. Speaking of awesome, Ewan, thank you for being you. Muller, thank you for making sure we have people for shows. Tioso Host, thank you for helping us uh, do all the stuff that we do so we can bring shows to everyone every single week. And um, if you're not already um, taking in the daily news show every day, it's just a few minutes. And it's uh, Kyle is so good at condensing down the stuff you need to know about the tech world into into just like that little super fast digestible thing so check it out and excuse me send in money for that too look i'm so choked up because it's such an yeah. amazing show <laughs> yeah um send in money for that because it takes extra money to keep the daily news show running and uh and kyle is a true professional and he does such a great job and and seriously throw money lots of money at the daily news <laughs> show and um hey up hey up all right so with that um hey join us tomorrow for the mac show we will of course have a wonderful time and all of you 
Have a great weekend. And don't forget to join us next week for our uh, our holiday quizzes because uh, they, they're always so much fun. And, um, and it shows how little I actually remember about what we do. All right. So with that, everyone have an awesome weekend and we'll see you next week.